0: SlimFast 14-day effect on your New Year's resolution. Day one, the new year. You want to kick it off with a bang, and you're not just talking about fireworks. Day 14,
1: you're ready to start this year right, looking great and preferably on top.
2: Two weeks is all it takes to get what you really want. Swap two meals a day for SlimFast protein shakes or bars, get in a 30-minute workout, and stick to a 1,200-calorie diet to lose up to 6 pounds in your first 14 days. Find SlimFast in the store near you.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another Girls After Show. I am your host, Kelly, and we are in season three, episode four, Dead Inside. And we have a full panel tonight. We've got a guy in the mix. So joining
2: me, Miriam Gonzalez. Hi. Hi. And across from us. and uh, Spicy Maddie back, back in full effect. Welcome, welcome back. Yay. And our guest host tonight,
3: and I am Jerron.
2: Welcome. Thank
3: you. I'm glad we are to be very here.
2: excited to have a male speaker.
0: A male's perspective yeah, tonight, I and he's from San me. Diego, so you yeah. know he's very bright. Six one
3: nine, you know, six
0: one nine. It was a pretty <laughs> intense episode today. A lot of like deep thoughts and selfishness, and you know, let's start out with talking about David. <sighs>
3: Poor David.
0: Now we knew David was a, something was going on with David last episode. We were talking <laughs> about that. He was he was definitely high on something in the last episode. He was crazy. He was fighting. He was you know doing all this crazy stuff, and then you know we find out at the beginning of this episode that he has passed away. Right. Yeah. And in a very traumatic, kind of tragic way,
2: too. Like, found face down in a river. like In the
1: Hudson, of all <laughs> places. Not, not
2: okay. But they didn't do a toxology report, right? So we don't know what it was of? No.
1: But they, you know, she. they suspect... You know, on Gawker, that it could be it wasn't drugs, right? Gawker,
3: the last but it's CNN, yeah. it's all about Gawker.
1: Yeah, the last episode though showed otherwise. I think he was definitely on something. We never saw him
0: take anything, but just kind of we just kind of suspected right. that he was just. But
1: see, that's how rumors get started,
0: guys. I know. It's all speculation, <laughs> it's definitely all speculation. And they did, they are doing a toxicology test on him, but they're not going to release the report, right? So you know, they're never really going to know.
1: Well, he asked happened. Ray at the, in the last episode when he. He approached him if he was the guy from the one crazy uh, application and then he asked him if he had any Coke with him, so we just don't assume he was a partier (laughs) in that
2: sense. But we did with his hands in the air. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he was DJing at the party, yeah. Definitely. (laughs) His mixes. Right.
0: Well, the interesting thing, and kind of goes throughout the episode, is Hannah's reaction to her friend, editor, kind of mentor, and the person that really did champion her, her reaction to his death. And we kind of, we've always talked about since the beginning of this series that she has been a very self-involved, very Mm -hmm. selfish person. And unfortunately, we see that that really hasn't changed much. And everybody's kind of reaction around her is pretty interesting. But, I mean, like, what do you, you know, we know her age, we know how she is. I mean, how did you feel about her kind of wor- more worried about her book than kind of what has happened here?
2: I feel like if you don't have a close personal relationship with someone, that it's easy to be insensitive. And I think that some people who haven't experienced death take it very lightly. Mm-hmm. And because it's not a close loved one to her, that unfortunately, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not defending Hannah, I'm just saying that I understand her not being as concerned about his well-being or maybe the family or going through a mourning process because really he just was the means to a project for her
0: but they were kind of close I mean I kind of think they were closer than that I felt like he was
2: her mentor though But am I
0: he's gave her her first real opportunity for a book he talked to her about you know he 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 let her all that ocd crap like he let her kind of go through that and come out of it and was you know not necessarily there like a friend but you know as far as being an employer somebody that, that you know gave her an advance and believed in her writing to kind of go through that process with her that's a little bit more than somebody you barely know that's true
2: when you put it like that i'm reevaluating their moments it's and <laughs> just, you know and that, that's just and i feel like
0: That's what Adam was just kind of shocked by. Like, it's not just, you know, this person that you kind of would come into an office, hey, what's up? And No, they had, like, real conversations. Mm. They actually went
1: through this kind of creative kind of helped develop together. her. Yes. Yeah, and
0: she has no reaction whatsoever. She literally feels nothing. She's acting people, like it's a stranger.
1: Well, a lot of people do have a different way of handling things. Sometimes it takes a little time. I mean, I know for me personally... Um, when death has happened, there's a, there's that moment of shock. Mm-hmm. So we don't know if it'll hit her down the road and for what reason, although we see in the upcoming stuff, which we'll get into predictions about later. Um But, you know, everyone has their own way of handling it. Like, I handled my grandmother's death totally different than I handled my grandfather's. You know what I mean? And I was very close to both of them. It was like I was numb, for one, because I expected it to happen. But then, like, you know, something so simple triggers it, like... Anytime I... Music will trigger an emotion. You know, like... um, Oh, God, what's that song by Linkin Park? In the end. You know, I hear that song. Is gets going right there? You know what it is? When my grandmother passed, my Mm. grandfather came up to me and put his arm around my waist while I was doing, like, the family collage or whatever. And, uh, like, all of a sudden, it hit me. And then when he died, I took it the hardest. It was really bizarre. So you just don't know which person and how they're going to affect you. And I think that down the road with Hannah, this could affect her in a big way because the reality is that he is the only person that believed in her. He was the only person that gave her a chance. Her parents don't even believe in her. Mm -hmm. To her, To her parents, they think that all of her writing are just essays, you know, and to... The fact that it's an e-book and not an actual published book, that's a big thing, you know? I mean, she had a little bit of opportunity, mm-hmm. and the fact that maybe down the road, re- it might hit her. The
2: reality might hit her that it's over. But even then, I feel like she's still not going to miss him, per se, but she's going to be enlightened at what he was able to do for her. I think she's taking yeah. that for granted. Yeah. So I think even in her <clears throat> mourning process, it's still going to be like, but nobody else believed in me but him. Not so much, oh, I miss his presence. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's kind of where the disconnect is, and that's what's very interesting about her character and not being like really associated with anything or anybody. It's all about her and how each person in her life affects her, what they can and cannot do for
2: her, and what they can and cannot provide so, you know, for her writing and well, how they can make it grow. Weren't you guys shocked at her reaction about how she would handle Adam's death when he saw how disconnected she was? And he was far more emotional and attached than she was, and I thought it was... His reaction was, Oh, he's just appeasing his girlfriend and trying to be sensitive to her needs right now. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, he was more affected than she was. And he questioned how she would handle his death in return. And Hannah's response ended with, Yes. And then I would see, you know, try to figure out how I would pay the rent. And I was like, what? And that's the
1: thing. I mean, even he says, he goes, you know, she's like, are you mad? And he goes, no, I'm not mad. I'm scared. Yeah. I'm scared that you don't feel for me the way that I feel for you. And he makes that a very valid point.
3: Maybe she just understands that death is a part of life. You know, like, it's going to happen no matter what. So you no need to get upset about it. It's going to occur.
0: If she was more of an insightful person, I could go that way. But she's not. <laughs> like, She's just not. She's not. She's, she's just... the
3: the doubt, you she, know?
0: You know, but I, I think it's a little bit even more to it. And, and from what Adam's trying to say is that I don't think that she has any kind of regard for human life at all. Like, even if she didn't really know him all that well, someone died. Not only did someone die, but someone, like, died a very tragic death. I mean, to be found face down in a river, it's mm-hmm. not like, you know... Begin, getting in a car accident or like said, so like, you don't know. Well, I mean, what if it was a murder? What if it was like, you don't really know. Yeah. You know what I mean? But to have no reaction whatsoever other than, oh, sh- what's going to happen to <laughs> my book? is just, that's, that's just such an inhumane kind of response, I think. She's selfish. It's just, it's just, re- but I mean, are people selfish. like, re- but to be that selfish where you can't even stop for a second and be like, wow and just kind of take in what the situation is. Like, you don't necessarily have to cry. Everybody does mourn in a different way, and yeah. I'm not saying it has to be one way or the other, but to acknowledge that a tragedy did happen is what I feel she never did do. I think she kind of pretended to, to appease Adam, but she really doesn't get
2: it. Boy, did she ever. <laughs> well, and then we see, like, the opposite end of this spectrum, where we get to see someone who's extremely emotional, like Glade, mm-hmm. and he is goes into the story about his turtle, and he's, come you know, he is very emotional of for everything. Like, he embraces her, and he's comforting. And it was just interesting to see him, because he seems so connected. Mm-hmm. And everybody around him is dead. And Hannah's very, <laughs> just nonchalant
0: about it. Yeah. But I really liked when, you know, when Carolyn comes in the mix, and, you know, she's wacky, and, you know, she's very whatever her she's personality crazy. is. She's crazy. I don't she's even know out how to describe there. her. But she, it's interesting kind of the way she took on what was happening between Adam and Hannah. Mm -hmm. She, like, makes up this story, this tragic story, really to see what Hannah's reaction's going to be. And she doesn't she doesn't, you know, doesn't even, like, her brows don't, you know, do anything. There's no, like, real facial expression. She's worried about the dress. How tiny was the dress? Well, her reaction was supposed to be
2: sensitivity towards Adam, right? Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he went through this. Like, you know, what a painful experience. Well,
0: just any, just sensitivity, period. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily, it didn't even have, just for the story, like, just to be like, wow, that's a very sad, tragic story at all. No, she was worried about how tiny was the dress. (laughs) Like, that's, like, there's no, like, emotional, like, connection. I think Ray said it best. Like, you know, her sociopathic detachment. Do
1: you think that maybe that she feels this way or doesn't feel this way because she doesn't... She's an only child, so she's never had, like, an interaction with another, like, a sibling or... I mean, we don't know what her cousin's situation is. The only person that she's truly attached to like that is Jessa. Mm -hmm. I think that if something were to happen to Jessa... She would lose it. I mean,
2: she got her OCD back just because Jessa left her behind. And we did see her get a little bit choked up when J- Jessa came you know, back. She's like, I love you. You can't ever leave me again. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was some type of sensitivity there in that situation. I felt like there was a little bit of vulnerability.
1: Yeah, a little bit. I think Jessica's but- the only person that triggers that for her like Adam doesn't even do that for her you know um, Sh- Shosh obviously doesn't do it Marnie doesn't do it for her so it's interesting to see what she emotionally attaches to and it would be interesting to find out down the road
2: why she's attaching to them mm-hmm. but or why is she just so disconnected because you're saying that it's a possibility that she's an only child but I've seen only child only children who actually care like they're she's oblivious she's oblivious because I don't think she
1: gets that close to people and we saw that in her interactions with um with Adam when they first started you know they're their back and forth as far as like he didn't want to be serious then she wanted to be serious then he it was like that whole thing where they're it's that give and take give and take or whatever mm-hmm. but her attachment to Jessa for some reason like there's a closeness there if anything if she is if she is own, if she's an only child, Jess is probably the closest thing to a sister that she's ever had.
0: But I feel like too, like it's something to be to be empathetic, to be to not even sympathetic, but just empathetic to a situation is something that you either are, or you aren't. I don't think it's something that you gradually learn. Either you're that kind of person that feels things for others, you know. It, not, it doesn't even have to be full force. It doesn't have to be anything, but it's just either you care about. The, the kind of like the value of other people in general mm-hmm. or you don't. It's mm-hmm. just I've seen so many different stages of that. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I know a lot of like only children that aren't that closed right. off and
1: aren't that kind of detached. I'm not saying and, specifically to only children. No, I'm saying right. That her could be an specific, element. Yeah, her yeah. specific situation. Um, she, she's just... She's a different kind of person, and I think that all these, like for her, it's, it's the circumstance, it's the situation that's going to trigger whatever it is. And for her, her intention with um, David was he's my editor, he's the one that's going to publish my book. There was no other type of emotional connection with them, and we see that because in the past episode, she didn't even invite him to her birthday party. She mentioned it to him. But which is something she, she even says to Adam when he's like, I mean, come on, you knew him. He was at your birthday party.
0: And her response <laughs> is, I didn't invite him. I mean, that is not okay. That is not, like, that's just
2: not well, look okay. At, look at who she's closest with, though. You said she ha- only has this love for Jessa, okay? Jessa has a BFF that faked her death to stay away from her. Yeah. So, And look at her reaction, you know, to that. She wasn't like, what's wrong with me? why would somebody do this to me? She sought her out to throw in her face that her life is going to suck. I mean... Well, I mean, and that's another thing that we've talked about
0: repeatedly is how each individual character is very selfish in their own way. I mean, we've watched them all go through that. I think the most unselfish of them all, really, is Adam. Like he's been the one to kind of go out of his own way for someone else that we've seen yeah. when he kind of came in to rescue Hannah. Marnie doesn't even do that. Like, she puts herself first. Shoshana is all worried about her <laughs> bandana collection. And ta- when she's talking about her friend dying, she talks about how there wasn't ro- really room in the group, so it kind of worked out. It like mean I girls. mean, it's just like, and Jessa, we see all the time, she ditched Hannah, goes off, and doesn't understand what she does. So mm-hmm. each one of them has their own kind of of bout with selfishness in a really, like, really, really deep way. And we just see it in different stages. But for this, just thinking, because Hannah's in this this relationship where she gets to kind of see what it is to, to care about somebody, to be with someone else, I just was hoping that it would kind of progress her a little bit more, and it just hasn't. But, I mean, oh, well, maybe we'll later.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: we'll see what happens with that. But with SlimFast, two weeks is all it takes to get what you really want. In 14 days, the only thing higher than your confidence will be your hemline. This podcast is brought to you by SlimFast. So speaking of slimming fast and slimming down,
2: Marnie and her, like, super she's a maniac thing going on. Yes. Marnie is I've said it before when we were watching it the most annoying character on the show to me this season um I think she, I feel like she usually is but just just more exceptionally this time <laughs> uh-huh. um, the, I, I think that she is was embarrassed by the video mm-hmm. um, that was being played but at the same time why did she why did she quit I don't understand that. I think right
1: now Marnie's going through a really hard time. You know, we see her doing, you know, it comes with her opening, running down the street, listening to some crazy maniac type song. And, you know, she's making, she's listening to meditations while she's making her coconut water, you know, shake or protein shake or whatever. She's going through something. And it's so funny because I said straight out, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so Marnie right now. But we've seen her go through a breakup before. But this is a little different because now she's, she's broken up with her close relationship with Hannah. Hannah. They're no longer as close as they used to be. Charlie is way out of her life. And she's, I mean, we've seen in the last few episodes how depressed she is over that. And she's not doing what she loves. So here, you know, Ray's in the coffee shop with, um, is it Hermie? Yeah. And Herman her, yeah. her, her, her or whatever, they're watching the video and they're making fun of her. And I think it's just one of those moments where you're like, you know what? And she tried in the last episode so hard to get it off of YouTube <laughs> and she didn't want to call Charlie to get his password. But I like what his screen name was. Well, I didn't even see what it was. <laughs> oh, wait, I wrote it. Keep going. I wrote but, it. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things where she's kind of like, she's, a, she's a crock pot. She's, you know, she's a, she's pot, she's sizzling right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like one thing after another, after another, after another. And it's like, when is it going to give in? And she has no choice but to have this shitty job, but she has it. And after she sees that they're making fun of her, it's like, I don't need this. Mm-hmm. I fancy people want to work with me. But do they though? Because <laughs> if like fancy a child people really says... wanted to work
0: with her, you, you wouldn't be working at the coffee shop. Let's really take a look at this situation and step back. Who are fancy people? And <laughs> and I just <laughs> thing, thing that bothers me is that she's always been that way. That she's always too good for everybody. She looks down on everybody, <laughs> she's and she's just really been in a place the last two seasons where she is just not. She has been broken off that pedestal, has been cut down and she doesn't like it and I really think a lot of it has to do with the fact that you know Hannah for the most part had a job was working on a book has the boyfriend that lives together and has Mm. this life that she feels she deserves to have and I think that's kind of like where that comes from like for the birthday party and just trying to make it all about her and kind of embarrassing her when she didn't need to and kind of all that passive aggressive underhanded crap that goes along with competitive girlness you know that was intentional oh absolutely
2: for oh, sure. I thought that that was just, once again, another selfish act. Like, I don't care how my friend's feeling. I want the shine to be on me. Right, on, per- but I but feel
0: like it was on purpose. It, like it was personal embarrassment. Yeah. Of course, because she specifically told her, I don't
1: want to do this with you, and she does it anyway. I don't think she meant to embarrass her. Oh, for sure. I, I, I think just, she I meant to do it as... This is my only way to get attention at your birthday party. Yeah, that's what
2: I felt that she was because she, she could have sang was by herself. Thirsty for attention, she could have sang by herself. But then it wouldn't no, be it wouldn't justified for yeah. the birthday. But th- if I include my, you know, the birthday girl, in it, then I can have my moment to shine. I want to know what the podcast people think. Yeah, <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> what you guys I think. think it was on purpose. I really,
0: truly do, especially because she's a better singer than Hannah, and then just all like she still gets to be kind of the number one person. And then this whole interaction with um, with Ray, just that very childish kind of stomping my. Foot pounding, my fist reaction, and then quitting. It's just really fancy. People want to work with you, and you act like that. How you know? Come on, let's 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 get it together. (laughs) She, She is. She's just really lost, and she's going about it in a very childish way. She can't accept what's happened. You know, and that's why I was saying like last episode I want her to find like an older man to date for a second that can just look at her and be like what the hell is going on in your life oh,
2: yeah. but didn't she try that with the artsy fartsy guy oh but that wasn't that but, wasn't but dating not like that, that was, that was that. That wasn't, straight yeah, sex yeah no not with some, that, <laughs> that was straight dirty sex I love how you sex. say that with a smile that was just sex <laughs> it
1: was just straight dirty sex
2: there was some definitely some like creepiness going on in that guy's place yeah that's true so she hasn't okay she hasn't been in a good place for a while no but I just want somebody kind of older to come into her life life and you I know. thought Adam was gonna maybe like try to get for her. Marnie? Um I mean I'm sorry not Adam uh, Ray. Oh. I thought Ray was uh going to try to lay the moves on Marnie just she's in a vulnerable place he's in a vulnerable place uh they're two people who two complete opposites she thinks she, he's she, you know be too good for him and I feel like he's very like disconnected as well and insensitive mm-hmm. and I was surprised at his reaction because for a second he had some sensitivity and was trying to run after Marnie. And so yeah. I just think that later on he's going to call her up like, hey, I'm sorry. Well, we saw in the preview, she up. kind of
0: goes to him and is like, I want to know what's wrong with me. And I could see, I could see where that you know, may lead to something. But I really hope it doesn't because I absolutely don't want to see
2: that. I don't even think Shoshana would care.
0: Not even so much for that, but I want, like, someone else to come in, mm-hmm. like, an, a non-biased person that doesn't know any of them and can really look at her and just kind of be like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You well, know, like, what, are you, like, what are you doing?
1: Isn't Ray that person, though? He's No, most, he knows I mean, aside the Charlie. From, uh, aside from Adam, uh, what does that have to do with anything? 20-something-year-olds, they do that to each other all the time. Yeah,
0: but Ray acts like them. I, I just don't feel like that. I mean, yes, he's, he can like look at situations in a different way and whatever and may bring some insight in. But for, just for me personally, I would really like to see kind of an outside person like come in that doesn't know anything about anything and is watching her behavior and seeing how she is and can just really be like, really? You want to make your life better, but this is what you're doing? Like, let's talk this out. Like, what is going on with you? Because I do feel she needs to talk to somebody, but she needs to talk to somebody that she's not trying to put up a front for. Like she really needs to talk to somebody about what's going on, so she can really deal with it. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like she's always trying to be kind of like the one that has it all together, and all of this. She won't really talk it out, and her and her friends are kind of selfish. None of them really want to hear it anyway.
1: That's not necessarily true. I think that you can be that you can be a Marnie and still want to talk it out.
0: No, I think she does want to talk it out, but I don't. I think like with the people that's around her right now, I just don't think that that's it, it's going to be very like constructive for her.
1: <laughs> oh no, without a doubt. I mean, yeah. I mean that's what
0: I'm saying. That's why I'm saying like I would want someone else to come in that can really help her kind of like work through this because it's already been a season and a half, you know, and she's still kind of nuts and crazy and pretends like she's so much better off than she is. So she, so her whatever is going on with them is not really working. So I'd like to kind of see somebody else like come in and help her kind of go through that. Because not even her mom is really kind of helping her. Her yeah. mom is putting her down a little bit more than really trying to find out what's going on. Let's get some male perspective. Mr. Ferguson. Yes. <laughs> I was going to ask
3: if Marty the way, is the way she is because of her mom. Because you see how crazy her mom is mm-hmm. the way she treats uh, Marnie. I was wondering if that's the way that Marnie is. Why Marnie's so crazy?
2: I mean, that definitely and, could like, have a so lot. Lump- de- is her mom people. not in a relationship? Her mom's not in a relationship, right? Well, remember her mom is kind of
0: was kind of like dating and kind of a little bit a twenty-something-year-old at one point. Yeah, because I think like, she, she got divorced or something like early on, and so she was kind of having this like fun kind of midlife kind of thing, like dating and like all that. And Marnie was pretty embarrassed by it.
3: I remember but... when uh, when Marnie was talking to Hannah on speakerphone and her mom was mm-hmm. right there, yeah, Marnie the whole time.
0: mm Hmm. And just putting her down for her right. place and just not being very supportive. And, that you know, and again, that's, that's why tough. I'm saying, like, it's like all these things that she's dealing with are real things that everybody does. And we're not like it. Like you and I in particular are not really liking how she's handling it. <laughs> so that's <laughs> why I'm saying. Like, it would be very nice to see someone else kind of come in just to kind of help her go through that because no one that's around her right now is making it any better. They're kind of making it a little bit worse.
1: I think that, I don't know, when it comes to Lena's writing, I think the point of her going down this direction the way she is is the fact that realistically this is how some people go through it and this is how how some people think you know what I mean like not everyone thinks linear which you know we got that lecture from Jessa in the episode about you know thinking linear or being linear in life but um, I think Lena's writing specifically is just pointing out to us that not everything is as cookie cutter as we all expect it to be that there's other ways that people handle it you know Hannah's numb to death and Adam and Ray are not Um, Marnie's dealing with this Thing and she thinks she's better than everyone else. They're, we all know a person like that. Mm-hmm.
3: Do you think Hannah knows that she is detached from feeling remorse over death? Because at the end, she tells David the story, or tells um, tells Adam the story
1: about yeah. About I, I what that right. because
0: I don't think that she gets it. I think that she just is telling him what she wants to hear, what he wants to hear, because she doesn't want to fight with him, and she doesn't. She, I, I don't. I, I really she, don't think she. Well, fully she kind gets
2: of it. had a moment of vulnerability when she was talking to Adam's sister. Tell me, Adam's sister's name Caroline. again. Caroline. Caroline. Uh-huh. Um, she said, "You know, I'm afraid that he's going to realize that I'm this, you know, numb, detached, you yeah. know, creature, or whatever." Mm-hmm. And I think that. I think she does know that she is, and I don't think she cares. I don't think she wants to be a more sensitive person. I think she's perfectly fine with the way that she is, but she doesn't want to lose Adam. And that's how self-involved she is. She's like, I'll go to the point where I will lie about my emotions and my sensitivity to keep what I want. Mm -hmm. She's just like a
3: man to me.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know what's really interesting about that? It's the fact
1: that when Caroline is talking to her about being on medication and how it made her feel, she's like, you know, it made me feel less of a person. And, you know, I was just kind of going through the motions. And then before you know it, it was just this very just not, like really not good roller coaster in life. And Hannah makes a really interesting comment. She's like, you know, I depend on my emotions to write to be a good writer. Mm-hmm. She's in so many words, she says that. And the fact that she's not feeling anything with this whole death thing mm. is—it just
2: goes to show what kind of writer she he really writes. is. She doesn't have emotion. To how she, well, writing. but remember
1: that's what
0: David told her when she when they very first were talking about this ebook and her first drafts that she sent through. He's like he was telling her and he was criticizing her for that. Like, what is this? This is not real. This mm-hmm. is not the kind of stuff we talked about. This is you trying to make something be that isn't. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to go into your own life. You need to pull out your own emotion and you need to really write about your own experience. That's what. love about that's what I was drawn to in the first place like you're trying to impress me with something that just isn't real like you need to go back and kind of dig back into there and I feel like he was helping her kind of do that which again is so interesting on how she really feels nothing about him being Mm. gone like not even for a second like at all
1: well I think to on on to to, you know tail end the whole David interaction when they were having chocolate teacup tea Mm -hmm. or coffee um he starts talking about the new writings that she brought in and they all had to do with her OCD so like when he went to the birthday party he knew exactly who Adam was he knew exactly who Marnie was right. because she finally has started bringing that into her writing Right? she's still developing as a writer and so like I said I think one of the reasons why she's not feeling such a connected, or she's feeling so disconnected, or not feeling anything at all and just is disconnected, is because there was no emotional attachment. There's no, aside from he's bringing and giving me my book opportunity, there. So for her to feel something,
2: it's like, well, I just see this guy... It's very but like, that, and that's, that's what I'm saying the that she sad. thinks her relationship is. Is that it's just, I don't think that she looks at it deeper. I don't think she can see those moments, those intimate moments, mm-hmm. or what he's developing in her. And that's why I go back to my initial point is that she just sees him as somebody providing an opportunity right. for her, like you said. Yeah.
0: But it also is sad because it shows that there's not, at least for me, it shows that there's not a lot of even attachment to her own writing. Like to understand that I became a little bit of a better writer Mm -hmm. because this person had a conversation with me that helped me to kind of unleash a little bit of something that I wasn't ready to do yet. Like just kind of like really talking it out, but not even being attached enough to her writing to get it. That's just like what's so interesting about kind of her character and how she's going through it. And and it's, you know, when people are young and, and, again, when you kind of live a certain way and you don't, and as we see for her, she never really had to work really hard for anything and she's just kind of starting to do all of that. And she gets a lot of help from a lot of people and it may be easier to kind of kind of brush things off and not really get kind of like the underlying point of it. So I definitely understand that. And, you know, little by little, I mean, it's baby freaking steps that we're seeing her kind of like come out of that and just appreciate what these other people do for her. She's
1: been babied the whole time, though. That's the Mm -hmm. thing. That's why it's baby steps. Her parents have babied her up until she was 22, Mm 22 or 23. She's just now having to experience life. In the real. And I don't think she, one, is ready to do that. And we see that. And two, knows how to handle that. Everything to her has been handed down on a silver platter. You know, um, college was not easy, but easy because her parents took care of everything. Hell, even her, you know, being in New York by herself, living, you know, being an intern for God knows how long. (laughs) It was easy. Her parents paid her rent. She's been taken care of. So... I don't know. That's why I think like the whole babying and the only child thing, I don't know. I think it plays into
2: it. She's oh, been for coddled. Sure. Yeah. She's been coddled. That, for what do you think um, Adam's sister's role is? Is she supposed to? Because every single episode, I feel like she makes a connection with someone. This time, I think she was trying to. She made like a little bit of a connection with Laid, maybe, when she makes this like deep eye contact. And then I think she was trying to pull something out of uh, Hannah that she just couldn't pull. Like, what is her role? Is she supposed to be this, you know, deeper figure that's bringing people to realizations? I
1: think so. And I think that's what uh, Adam, when she came into the picture last uh, episode, didn't like. She makes things a little too real. She She's like... She's a wacky person and we mm-hmm. see them, you know, she, you know, says that she's going on her daily constitutional and wants to take Hannah by her tea and invites Laird, you know, into the mix with his turtle in the palm bottle. What's a daily
2: constitutional?
1: It's just her way of saying my daily routine. Okay. And so, you know, <laughs> and, and that included going to tea and then going to a cemetery and
2: just like doing cartwheels and roly polies. I thought she brought Hannah to the cemetery to hopefully, like maybe, run into a family that was mourning and see, look, look what death brings. Like, look at this. I, mean, I thought there's going to be a lesson from that.
0: In my opinion, I don't. I I don't think that's what she's doing. I think she's just. I think she's kooky, and I think she's curious about other people. And I think with this whole situation, like she wanted to just kind of see mm. is like what kind of person is Hannah with this? Because she's. I mean, she's aware of the you know the kind of like the the opposite sides that she and Adam are on, and you know to make up a story like that. And to kind of like sit, take her to a cemetery, make up a really sad story, you know, have, play around in the cemetery, and just kind of when you're doing cartwheels and flips and all that in a cemetery, you're kind of making the connection that it's not really that big it's of a deal, like that it's that it's not that it's just it's a playground, and mm-hmm. then they see the family, they walk by, and then they run around laughing. Wait. so it
1: wasn't really like, but in that. Life, we watch movies on, on <laughs> the graveyards. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but for this, you know, but that's not something like everybody does. Well, I mean, when you go to like, not every cemetery is like that. When you go to a cemetery, it's a, it's a different. It's, you're not doing cartwheels and you know somersaults like down mm-hmm. the aisles to it. You know, it's just it's just a kind of a different thing. Yeah. But when I actually first moved here and I like heard about that, I thought it was really weird people, that, to oh, me, that people have like, that. That's a little.
3: But mm-hmm. don't people go there for a uh, Dia de los Muertes and have picnics and everything as well too, like in the cemetery?
1: Yeah, I think. Well,
0: the the thing, day. That's, like, a, that's like that's like a, a religious thing to like honor oh, the that dead. Like time as well whatever you know? and so but but that's but what still, I'm still saying. it's a form like, of honor like it's
2: it's to to it's to honor the people remember the people that are there though that. but there was no connection between hannah and anybody that, that was there they were more doing flips and cartwheels right. and, and, and you
3: see uh caroline make a connection between hannah and herself as well too like mm-hmm. when after caroline tells the, uh, the story about her and adam's cousin dying mm-hmm. and and adam taking her to to the prom she and insane. hannah having no emotion you're seeing uh Caroline saying that, yeah, you're just like me, essentially. Well, she's she just like, it. she's
0: like laughing at her, and she's yeah. like, What is wrong with you? Like, right. how can you not? And she's pointing out, you had no, you know, your brows didn't even like squinch together, like nothing happened, like you didn't have any emotion at all, and she's just laughing about it. You're proud and furrow. Yeah, And I just, but feel she like... was
2: okay with it, though.
3: And it's a... is it, is it to show a different kind of crazy, maybe?
0: Well, I just uh. really think uh, that like she's the, just like curious curious mm. about kind of like getting to know this person mm-hmm. and what kind of this person and I, I really think Caroline is very non-judgmental like she really takes you for what you are because like she's not so she's just like okay this is the kind of person that you are it's very similar to me and she's like whatever that's your thing I like it like she's not judging her and she, she even tells her I'm
2: going to call you secure
3: but she can up dress that's
2: though what- <laughs> that, that Mickey
3: Mouse special <laughs> she had on
2: Oh, she's I, I, I thought the secure flat. comment was interesting because she said you know why aren't you asking me about the exes and you know what he used to do when he was little and call his little you know Winky and all that? Uh-huh. Well, to call to say that Hannah's secure, it's, Hannah's not really secure? She's just self-involved, right? They're in. But the why difference. did she call her secure?
1: I, don't I think she called her secure because um, to be a, a, a to be a secure person, you're a strong person. You're independent, you're secure, you're strong, you don't care what people think, you're, you're strong of mind. And I think that's what she was trying to get across, that she's just a strong person, you're a secure person. But you can handle this. If you can handle this, you can handle anything. But can she?
0: Well, I just, I just take it a little bit different than that. Because I thought that she meant it as being secure in the relationship. Like, you don't want to know about the ex-girlfriends, you don't care about all of that. Like, you're uh, secure in your relationship that secure. you don't even care what the ex-girl, you know. Like, I just thought it, like, was that that I'm going to call you sick because you're not asking about his ex-girlfriends. You're not asking about say, past relationships.
2: I don't want to know about the exes. She did yeah. say that, which is odd because usually we want to know about the past. No, I don't. I don't either. you either.
1: No. <laughs> no, I have a rule,
2: okay? There is a rule
1: never ask the question to that of you do not want to know the answer, okay? Don't yes. ask me how many people I've been with. Don't ask <laughs> me about my exes because you may not like the answer and then I don't want to have to deal with the drama attached to it. Right. So it takes a really strong person and a secure person to be with someone like myself or to be with someone like Hannah where you don't want to know. I mm-hmm. don't want to know about your exes. I don't want to know who you dated, who blew you down you know, 10 years ago, <laughs> You know, who you lost your virginity to. I could care less. With What's happening now mm-hmm. is what matters and what mm-hmm. happens from this point forward everything from yesterday, everything from an hour ago is back there. And that's just what I thought she meant by that. Because she, I mean, she doesn't like she. she's getting
0: to know her and because that's what her question was. I can't believe you're not asking me about the exes. And then Hannah's like, oh, you're going to call me self-involved now too? And mm-hmm. she's like, I'm just going to call you secure. Because <laughs> she doesn't need to know
2: about that. She doesn't, I don't think she cares. I, don't, I genuinely don't think she cares either. Because she didn't even give Adam a hard time on the episode when they ran into the they ex. Ran into the, ex. Mm-hmm. the ex was like, sobbing and screaming and, and gorgeous and <laughs> Hannah could care less and she looks at Hannah like oh dear Hannah like it right. was such a very like but I, I, I thought she handled <laughs> that situation really well actually I don't she think she, just she was handled like, whatever. it I just yeah, think she, just she d- like, didn't care like mm, well it happened like yeah. I don't think it, she even, it even registered on her radar that she was mm-hmm. being dissed or <laughs> any of that at the same time yeah and then she didn't even ask Adam you know gosh Let's go deeper. What did you do to that girl? Like, she did not care whatsoever. Because, does it really matter? If I think that, yeah, I think that it does matter if who you're with has experiences with someone else. And I think that during the course of their relationship, how he treated her could have been uh, or said something about him and, you know, Hannah's relationship currently.
1: You know, it's it's funny that you say that. Like, I just had that oh, wow moment. Mm-hmm. And it's the fact that here he is giving her shit about not feeling when someone died where he just left this girl on her ass. Mm-hmm. And she could have been pregnant. But he just left her. And he didn't feel anything. So, it, like I said, I think it's circum. It all depends on the circumstances, you know, to when and who it is that you feel towards. And because he feels so deeply for Hannah, he's going to feel for everything that she goes through.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because Hannah feels so deeply for Jessa, she's going to feel everything that she goes through. Nobody really feels for Marnie, and nobody really, <laughs> really cares about Jessa. I mean, not Jessa, uh, Shoshana. Shoshana. So it's,
2: it's, I think it's circumstantial. Could be. I think at one point, uh, Ray felt for Shoshana.
0: I think he still does. He's still trying to deal deal for it. Oh, please. Yeah. He definitely does. He's definitely trying to kind of better himself, I think, because of the last conversation that they had,
2: which, you know, whatever
0: drives you is a good, you know, I really think is a good thing. I think
2: that if a breakup or a partner can drive you, use whatever force you need in order to move forward.
0: Absolutely, and that's kind of what I want to see Marnie, Marnie do. Exactly, is because there's a lot of crappy things that happen to everybody. I mean, life Every is like, life is hard. It sucks, and you know, it's she's lucky that she has even someone around, and I want her to take advantage of that and try to, you know, like, take a breath for a second and just really see what she wants. And at least I want us to be able to see that. Like, her, she, she could be doing that, and we're just not seeing it. You know? So I kind of want to mm-hmm. see her kind of do have a little bit of reflection.
1: I think it's hard for her to do that because, I, and I, th- it was, I don't know, maybe it was you that said it, it's who she's surrounded by. You know, if you're surrounded by weak-minded people, it's hard to become a stronger person when everyone around you is weak, when you're the strongest link. Mm. And not to say that she thinks, not because we... She says she's above everyone, but she is a lot stronger. She is more on top of everything. And we've seen that in the past before she kind of lost everything. Mm-hmm. You know, she's on top of, you know, her career. She was on top of her career and what she wanted. But the fact that it came into play that she didn't know if she wanted to do that anymore. And, you know, she lost everything. It's hard. And so it's, when you're in that position and you're surrounded by weak-minded people, it's hard to scrape yourself up. You mm-hmm. almost, she almost has to find new friends. That's why I keep saying
0: I her to find a new friend. <laughs> oh, I thought you wanted to find a new boyfriend. Well, no, that's I right. she you not know, a well, new boyfriend. I, well, I just mean like just because of kind of uh, the kind of character that I see her to be, I mm-hmm. think it would kind of be faster if she met a guy because that's kind of like what I think she wants. Right. But even if it was just a new friend, like and just somebody, but, but I feel like it should be somebody a little bit older.
2: You know, I agree with you as far as her character is concerned. For mm-hmm. her and for a lot of women, I feel like. Uh, a relationship or a man that you respect can take you there can help guide you mm-hmm. and kind of get you there. I think or mess I'll, you up or mess you up, but I feel like what what you know Kelly's saying is that she wants a positive figure to get her there my My mom has
1: a saying, Tell me who you walk with, and I'll tell you who you are and she's not walking with the right people to get to where we would like to see her go mm-hmm.
2: so Especially, she's not yeah. this
1: whiny i mean think of think about it she, she's being whiny, Hannah's whiny. Um, she's being, you know, out there with how, what she's doing and not really caring. Kinda of Jessa you know. Childish with her stomping feet like Shoshana. Exactly. So she's taking in from these people instead of what she really should be doing. Mm-hmm. She should be around more creative people if she wants to be in the creative field. If she wants to be fancy, go get fancy friends. Go to freaking happy <laughs> yeah. hour at the nicest bar in New
2: York after you get off working at the coffee shop. Right. Don't yeah. tell Hannah that she can look better like that if she wanted every day.
0: <laughs> uh, right. Again, like the, I, she definitely needs to kind of come out of that a little bit and and try to find like-minded people if that's, you know, that's kind of the Thing that everybody says, especially here in Hollywood, if you want to live a certain way, you got to hang around a certain amount of the right people, right? Uh -uh. It's just kind of like how that goes. (laughs) It's like, you know, if you, you know, you want to, if she wanted to get into music, like what happened with that? So one bad video, and that's that's it like yeah, she gives it seems up like
2: she really does want to sing
0: right and she just you know that one video is kind of it has that shattered her
1: dreams we haven't even gotten into all of that yet
2: oh speaking of shattered
1: dreams poor jessa finding out that seasons is dead i mean that was like well, that her friend is alive like she had this friend season with her favorite friend
0: she thought was dead and she finds out she's alive her favorite friend who starred in
2: fruitville <laughs> and Diaz. Yes, she's shout out gorgeous. to her. She's yeah, she's yeah. very cute. Well the fact
1: that, you know um her seasons knew just like everybody else knows about Jessa that she's the kind of person that doesn't really feel and you know she got the invitation to the funeral but we find out she didn't go so they played on it and it's because Jessa could care she's another person that could care less about how anyone's feeling and we see that in her action interaction with Hannah when they're talking about death mm-hmm. um, she could care less about how anyone's feeling it's another selfish situation and And Seasons was in a position when they were friends that was not in a a really good place. She was, uh, you know, an addict. She was trying to get help. Instead, she brings her to some, like, random thing instead. (laughs) And... She, it's like you, the way that seasons had to break away from Jessa mm-hmm. just to have a normal life, which we see that she's got you know a baby, a brownstone, and a cool looking husband. Right? <laughs> yeah, he definitely was
2: cool. But then me. it
0: goes back to what you said earlier: is like Jessa just has a very negative reaction to it, and this is not all. This isn't going to work out for you, and she storms out because she's hurt and she doesn't know how to process that. Yeah.
2: But a normal human, if you really miss your friend, and Jessa's not an addict anymore would come back into the situation and say, gosh, I can't believe it was that bad that you had to detach yourself from me. I'm so sorry. How can we rebuild our relationship? Right, but we normal know that humans. these girls are not,
0: you know, the, you know, whatever is the society's definition of a normal ma- or is, a mature they're human. They're not, you know, they're not there yet. They're no. on their way. And what we saw from the previews is like she's going to have this conversation with Shoshana, and maybe we'll see that that kind of progress a little bit where she'll start to kind of get it. But I but don't do you know. think Jessica
3: cares just a bit because she did want to go see Seasons sarcophagy, but it wasn't uh-huh. until that point when she found that Seasons was still alive that she got upset.
1: Her tombstone, yeah, right. so maybe she
3: cares, like just has like a little bit of something inside of her that
0: well, no, I think she, she does. I just up. think she doesn't know how to deal with it, yeah, and she th- just gets mad instead because you know,
1: what? it's always easier to be mad than it is to be sad, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we saw that when she was in rehab, how she goes about handling things and how she just doesn't handle them at all. She, pr- she places them on other people, and so, um, you know, needless to say, like. It's going to be interesting to see her character develop as well, as far as her feeling in for whom. Because it wasn't until Shoshana said, "You need to grieve." Right. When I grieved for my friend Kelly, I wrote a book of poems.
0: Yeah. You know, and so <laughs> yeah,
1: she, you know, that was the push. It was like, you know, you're not feeling anything. You right. should deal with that.
0: Right. Well, you, let's get into predictions and see what we think is going to happen if she's going to deal with it or not.
2: And now you're after <laughs> <laughs> predictions. It's All right, so we're going to let you go first. See.
3: So what's going on?
0: So okay. we're, you're going to like let us know what you think is going to happen in the coming episodes, like next episode or throughout the season. Well, Just I, give us your predictions.
3: I'm guessing I'll see some more of uh, Hannah's boobs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we got a flash of it today, not yes, right. too much. I was she very still happy does with not that. care. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. What else do you think? What do you think about Jessa? Do you think she's going to deal with this kind of my friends alive situation anymore?
3: I, 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 think, I think Jessa will. I think more so Hannah will be the one who actually com- has a... A come to Jesus moment, I guess, like and okay. actually deal with her feelings and deal with the death of David, because, like you said, this episode never happened. Mm-hmm. But I, I think because by her going to each person and by it keep it keeps on coming up over 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 and over again, huh? and her going to Adam at the end and telling that story that mm-hmm. she heard from Caroline, I think she's testing herself to see if she actually has emotions mm-hmm. and see if she can feel something. So I think it will come, it will actually happen okay. in the coming episodes for sure
2: very cool. What about you? I hope, I hope, I hope that Adam finds out that that story was not real. And (laughs) it starts to, I just hope he he finds out, and I hope he reacts and gives her, you know, a piece of her mind, and that the thought or the threat of losing him gets her to this emotional place. And so, uh, I also hope that um, Jessa does, you know, try to make men's with her supposed dead friend, and um, I don't know. I hope I want Caroline to hook up with someone. I want Caroline to. to I, I'm, I'm surprised she hasn't hooked up with anybody yet. Well, she tried to hook up with Ray, but he just didn't have it. <laughs> but I feel like she's gonna hook up with someone. I don't know if it's gonna be laid. I don't know if it's gonna be Ray. I think Ray may try to like lay the moves on Marnie. Marnie's very good for messing around with her best friend's booze, mm-hmm. and so you know, even though it was like you know a gay lover, uh, mm-hmm. Marnie, you know. Messed with one of Hannah's um, old boyfriends, yeah, and so I can see her messing with Ray um, for her own, you know, like self-esteem. Self yeah. yeah,
3: okay.
2: I think uh, I want to see more of Shoshana getting
3: mm-hmm. her
1: freak on. I want to <laughs> see her getting her twenty-something-year-old freak on because we haven't seen much of that yet. And um, you know, Jessa, we're gonna we're gonna go through that, that roller coaster with her. When she feels, when she decides not to feel, and, you know, who she places it on next. Hannah, fingers crossed, let's hope, that, you know, she gets her ebook picked up somewhere, because apparently that's the only thing on her mind. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll see about the boys, I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with all of you guys. I mean, we see from the preview that Dave, all of David's projects got dropped. So we'll see what's going to happen with that and how she's going to deal with it. And if maybe that will kind of trigger her dealing with his death and, you know, whatever in the ways that we talked about earlier. So thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. We are excited to see kind of what plays out for the rest of the season and next week. Make sure to go to iTunes, rate, comment, and download our podcast for free. And follow us at TV on Twitter. And you can follow me at Kelly with an IE079. You can
1: follow me, Miriam L. Gonzalez, on Twitter. And where can they find you?
3: I'm at the other Jaron, J A R O N. On Twitter? On Twitter. Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> and you guys can play with my Twitter at spicy underscore Matty or stroke my Instagram at spicy underscore Matty. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil
1: Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network.